Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. Hey, this is Lisa, and you can catch up with me on Twitter. I am at ILTM Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at I Love That Movie Podcast, and we have a Patreon. Uh, the show is always free, but if you want to support us on there, you can. That's at Patreon.com/slash I Love That Movie. Um, and if you like, uh, if if you want to support the show for as little as a dollar a month, you get bonus episodes of everything else that I'm watching that week. So in addition to the regular show, you get, you know, a, sort of like a weekly roundup of everything that I'm watching right now. We're doing interviews on, um, every single episode of She-Hulk. Uh, we've done Loki, uh, we've done a lot of the Star Wars shows. So we have a lot of fun over there. And I want to take a moment to thank my top patrons. They are Chris Valga, Jeff Whitman, Philip Barker. Michael Cross and Josh Johnson. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on. Uh, and if you like what you hear today, please subscribe and rate the show. It does help new listeners find us. Well, I have a couple returning voices and a new voice on the show. I've got Danny and Liz and then also Albie from the Maki Horror Picture Show. Uh, hi, y'all. Hey, Hello. hey, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. Would y'all, in case they haven't heard you, we've done one other episode with the Maki Horror Picture Show, but in case they haven't heard that episode, would y'all mind introducing yourselves a little bit? Uh, yeah, who? I'll go first. Uh, I'm Danny Gallagher, uh, co-creator, writer, performer, uh, caterer of the Maki Horror Picture Show. Uh, which I created with uh, Liz Barksdale, uh, also in the Folding Chairs comedy troupe. And you can follow all my writing comedy work at dannygallagher.net and on the social media. Well, and um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go. Um, I'm Liz. I work on Maki Horror Picture Show with Danny and um just do various things around town not much right now um doing a show at stomping ground on um stomping ground theater on september 30th so i'll just give stomping ground a quick shout out because they're a cool place uh but mm -hmm. yeah and uh, i'm albie uh the newest member of, of maki horror and i was thrilled to join a uh, big lifelong love uh you know lover of movies and uh, specifically love horror movies but just movies in general. I'm a voice actor and a narrator, and I'm the host of the Scare Me podcast. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming back, and Albie, mm -hmm. welcome. Um, so we're doing the show a little bit different. Um, as you all know, usually my guest picks a movie, um, but I'm sort of you know, getting the benefit of a live performance here that Danny and the crew are doing. Um, so the movie's already pre-selected, essentially. We're talking about a... Uh, I don't know. Would we call this a cult classic now, Mac and me? I think you could. Um, I just, I just call it a cult. <laughs> <laughs> a Paul yeah, Rudd started cult. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you call it a classic. I guess it's a classic if you want to meet that definition. This seems to be a movie that <laughs> a lot of people like in the category of it's so bad it's good. Although I've, I've run into a couple of people that genuinely like it, but it's yeah. kind of a rare thing. Well, yeah. When I mentioned that, you know, people might want to do some research and watch this. There were a couple voices in, in the group, like Sarah Ragsdale. She said that she really enjoyed this one. So. I love Sarah Ragsdale. Sarah Ragsdale yeah. is the best. She really is. She really is. Until you find out she liked Mac and me. Uh, that, no, that, that, like, that's I, something we have to no. talk about later. I, I keep telling, I, I tell everyone that we're doing this show, and the movie is not very good at all. But when I was a small child, I 
watched it after mm. I saw E.T. and I was like, oh, Mac and Me is better because it doesn't have a bittersweet <gasps> ending. Oh, Sorry, spoiler. So. Uh, you just hurt Danny there. Are you okay, Danny? No, I'm <laughs> no, I, I wonder how much it's it like nostalgia goggles because I do have fond memories from when I was little. It but... has bitter, yeah, it has bittersweet endings. They're just all in the middle of the movie. <laughs> That's true. That's many, it's, many. Really is. It's not just the it's, it can't just be the nostalgia thing though because i saw this in the theater when it came out and i was pretty young and it was a oh, time in my life when i liked everything i went to see and i left there thinking this movie was garbage and i, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were just trying to copy et et likes you know he likes pieces pieces so they give max skittles and there's just there's something for everything in et and i just i hated it so much but and now I can definitely at least enjoy it because it is very funny unintentionally. But yes, it's very enter- hugely right. entertaining movie. Yes, I agree. Um, as someone who still has an ET poster um, <laughs> and loves ET very much, it 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 stings a little bit to hear that childhood Liz likes <laughs> Mac and Me <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm starting to grow an affinity for this movie. So I did not see it in theaters, but. Uh, you know, with that, I will say that these these conversations that we have, they're never spoiler free. Not that anyone is concerned about spoilers in Mac and Me, but I'd suggest seeing it first and then coming back here. We're certainly not the first to cover it. There's a, a great episode oh, yeah. of How Did This Get Made? Yeah. I think there's also an MST3K episode. Yep. Um, and then again, episode. you can watch. Yes, so so good. <laughs> oh, just FYI, we are going through that, and, and none of our jokes will be repeats from uh that. Oh, I have the utmost faith in y'all. I mean, yes, I, I've seen yes. you live, and you're very funny, and I can't wait to hear <laughs> take on it. And I think that's going to be so wonderful. Um, by the way, that's October sixth, right? Yep. Right. Okay. So nine nine fifteen p.m. Texas Theater. Yes. In Oak Cliff. Please Texas check out the links. Com. In Texas theater, just one best theater in Dallas again, I think. Yep. Oh, nice. A uh, reader's poll. Yeah, it really the, is uh, awesome. Dallas Observer. It's a great theater. I was there last night to watch uh, another favorite. Some people can say it's so bad it's good. I think it's intentionally good. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yes, I think I own um, that. <laughs> with, with uh, I hadn't been to them, in, you know, because of the pandemic. We haven't been to movies. and Well, I mean, people are going back. But I hadn't been to a midnight movie since before the pandemic and that's so nice and i'm sitting in the back and i'm just i have my drink and i'm just and these guys are like talking and i'm like shut up and then and then the movie gets going and everybody in the theater is talking and i'm like oh that's right that's why that's why we watch this movie (laughs) so we can we can root (laughs) we can root for people to die um well, I'm sorry you had that experience. No, no, it was good. It turned out good. I okay, forgot. Good, good. I forgot what midnight movies are like. It's like <laughs> That's you true. Go to midnight movies, so it's you can a different yell, vibe. You can yell, "Don't go in there!" You know all that stuff. I think the last midnight movie I went to was Reanimator. It was like two years oh, ago. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, I love really Reanimator. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back to this movie. Um, mm. let yeah. me give a synopsis. It is one sentence. <laughs> so. <laughs> <It's easy. laughs> I could just say it's E.T. It's a young terrestrial separated from its family, straight on Earth, sounding familiar still, uh, finds friendship with a boy uh, in a wheelchair. I think that's... It's, it's E.T. if E.T. had a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, my, my really, one-page synopsis yeah. is a, a, a fast food restaurant produces a movie that... <laughs> another movie. Yeah. <laughs> and a cola conglomerate. Yeah, everyone get out their Coca-Colas and, and McDonald's hamburgers. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, before we kind of dive in a little bit further, I like to give a few, you know, quick facts about the movie. So I've got just three here oh, that, hear them. that I okay. want to share. Yeah, yeah, they're they're brilliant um, facts I found on IMDb. But um, so yeah, you you guys have already talked about this a little bit. But Coca Cola and McDonald's back the movie. Big surprise there. No. <laughs> so there's numerous references to both these products. Isn't the classic story with ET that they actually like passed on? Uh, on you know going with Eminem or something like that, and oh no, I never I heard, heard that. Or, or or that or the Eminem passed on them, and so they went. Eminem, Eminem is kind of a little obvious. Reese's, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I think know they went to Reese's because it was like the B yeah. plan. Oh, well, worked out great. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's still like a major. It's Nestle or or whoever owns uh, yeah Reese's. It's to me it works because it's like oh they didn't put an obvious 
product in there. They yeah, put I think the handheld tried. chocolate candy you get when you run out of M&Ms. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think uh, for me, I actually prefer Reese's Pieces. So I felt like I connected more with Evie uh, in that moment. Yeah. But, you know, I drank a lot of Coke, too. I still don't really connect with <laughs> Mac and me, but um, with Mac himself. Uh, so part of the film's box office intake was donated to the Ronald McDonald House Charities, which I think is really sweet. There's a couple sweet things about this film. Um, yes. That and then also that Jade Calgary has uh, spina bifida and that's why he uses right. a wheelchair in the movie and in real life. I think that's really cool representation. And, you know, I, I feel like back when this film came out, was it 1988? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, there was definitely not a lot of representation. So I think that's that's special. And I do appreciate that. And then hearing that, you know, there was some box office donated, you know, you can't, even if you don't like the movie, you can't hate it all away. Cause those two facts are pretty well, back, back to the <laughs> representation thing. Just the, this was not a time when it was fashionable or, or recommended to do that kind of representation. If anything, it could have brought the movie down a notch. So the fact that they decided to do that at that time, is such a commendable decision, such a great choice. And then to cast it with somebody yeah. uh, who really needs the, the wheelchair instead of just a, just an able-bodied kid who, you know, to put in there, that, that is fantastic. And definitely, uh, definitely yeah. a great thing. Uh, speaking of Mac, if we couldn't get any more on the nose with ET, meaning extraterrestrial Mac, in case he doesn't know is an acronym for <sighs> mysterious alien creature. I mean that makes sense. I just that that's kind of I yeah. kind of suspected that. I, yeah. He says he said Eric says it the main uh, little kid kid character the Elliot Sandin <laughs> at some point. Or he says some weird acronym. Yeah, um, it's a it's a joke one of many jokes that don't land. <laughs> I forget what it was. They're in when they're in when we're introduced to the family and they're sitting in the car. And they're uh, in traffic because Mac rolls into traffic because it's a kid's movie. <laughs> so there's so Which much child like, endangerment in this movie. Yes. Like there are some sweet things about it. I like even in the plot, but it, with all the ham-fistedness, but it's like all these <laughs> children getting endangered constantly. Sorry, yes. Danny, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. But to go back to your point, I just assume Mac because McDonald's paid for. Uh, that's yeah, what I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Originally wanted to assumption. call the alien McDonald's. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Would not surprise me if that was a, a fact. And, and, and I'm surprised yeah. that McDonald's wanting to still be associated with this, or even at the time that they let it out, because the scene with Mac and McDonald's is is horrifying. It's, it's, it, you could say I that mean, about a lot of scenes in this movie, though. Yeah, a lot you of could them say are that about. Yeah, you could say that about McDonald's. It's like, well, uh, the food's horrible, but we're here, and I'm hungry. And, <laughs> That's pretty you know. accurate, right? I but mean, I'm not above know. it. I won't lie. No, no, no. It's all. it's McDonald's is it has been there for me, you know, in in times of need, and you know maybe this this movie also filled voids for i mean for others. mcdonald's is the greatest marketing success ever I'm, I'm, the the founder is a movie i've seen a hundred times movie. with it mike uh, michael keaton yeah and you're like when he starts getting his groove and like getting the pitch down and he's like you know mcdonald's isn't about food it's about family it's about like a place where families can come and eat together and you know because up until that time like drive-throughs weren't a thing and i think it was car hops like we're mostly like teenage we're all the punk teenage kids hang out oh. but my favorite part and of that like, is when he starts to say and i think in about 20 30 years we need to produce an alien movie uh, yes. <laughs> yes i would no i'm now that you mention it i'm curious to see how much because i think ray crock was alive <laughs> when mac and me i could be wrong about that but i think he was alive when he came out i'm curious oh, man, we need with, to know what he thought of his vision that's the founder too is the making of mac and me <laughs> we should make a fake trailer for that but yes i'm curious oh, to know if ray crock had anything to, i'm 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 not sure when the cutoff is for his his when he passed away but i'm pretty sure he was alive when when this came out so i'm curious yeah it's Oh, go ahead. Um, I'm done. Oh no, you're good. I, I you, you know, can edit that part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I'm looking at scenes from the McDonald's 
scene and uh mm. i can only yeah, imagine we just got through that yeah i can only imagine the tension on set <laughs> pretending like this is cute you know <laughs> i don't know that, that they're, they're some of those actors they look happy they're acting their asses off i'll say that about them. yeah 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 like, no the dancers are like this is going to be our big big break <laughs> i'm going to be the dancing football player guy <laughs> which a whole football team comes in and dances in the dancing yeah. in this non-musical move like it's a musical moment in a music in a moment that has has no musical moments into it it yeah. just threw it in and yeah. they wanted mcdonald's to seem like this happened well, i'll point out i don't know if you saw this in your little facts or not but uh that in that mcdonald's scene when they first pull up and they're in the parking lot and some break dancing is going on one of the kids sitting off to the side is a very young oh, yeah. jennifer aniston I did read that her debut yeah. was in this movie, but I didn't realize she was in that scene. I don't know if it so. counts as a debut, though. Like, like She's in a line of kids. You can see she's, her off She's the one of the kids <laughs> that are there. She's sitting on the curb at the very beginning yeah, of the she, dance. She doesn't get featured or anything. There's Same. no... Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm sure she looks... We tried to make a joke funly. about it, but, she, but she's like... Well, I think we did do a... Well, maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah, don't say. We don't give it yet. Well, no, I was trying to remember what did we do with her, or if we did anything. <laughs> what did we do with her, her, her screen debut? That's funny. Well, we haven't talked yet about the, the you know, who this was written and directed by. It was written and directed by Stuart Raphael. And I looked through his IMDb hmm. and did not recognize his work, but wondered if you guys knew anything about him. I saw uh well so uh, because of this movie i have the blu-ray amazing uh, i didn't even which, know it was on blu-ray which did, <laughs> it didn't it, it came out like 2018 it's like okay blu-ray's dying we got to get all the movies <laughs> back you know it, it literally yeah. was like the the last movie you thought would be on blu-ray which is where we are now because because <laughs> yeah, digital, me digital media is taking over yeah yeah and um and uh, I think he's I think he he directed commercials mostly. Surprise! Uh, oh wow! I bet he, okay. I bet he did a lot of McDonald's commercials. Maybe that's maybe that's yeah. his thing. Uh, well, they're did. like this guy should do a whole movie. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it. Island, uh... <laughs> Ice <laughs> Pirates, <laughs> Tammy and the T Rex. Sorry, just looking through his. Oh, that's right. He, he did, did Tammy, Tammy and the T Rex. Oh my gosh. He did. Yeah, he's in. He's in the so bad it's good category. So I can American say that on times. move. He's not very <laughs> good at making movies. <laughs> <laughs> it says. Uh, oh no! It's. <laughs> I thought it said that he got an award, but it actually says he has worked with Academy Award winning talent. Yes. <laughs> Bio. The, oh, I mean, the biggest name. He's, he's in this doing movie, more than me. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or was doing. Yeah. Um, the biggest name in this movie, and it's someone I actually I uh, I like watching, Christine Ebersol, who plays the mom. Oh yeah. Uh, won a Tony. She's Tony Award winning. She was on Saturday Night Live. She was I, on the first cast. After the main cast, when Lauren left, I think she was in like the Gilbert Godfrey years. Oh, okay. So like uh you know like like it up until like recently it seems like her career has been like in wrong place wrong time but yeah. at the highest possible place you could be Ugh, uh yeah um she uh what was i gonna say like she's she's the, the one saving grace of this movie like like and i i say that like everybody in this movie tries yeah but the people behind the scenes just don't seem to like know oh, so speaking of <laughs> what that doing as as well as the actors the, and the, the composer is a big deal right uh oh yeah. right alan silvestri which is kind wow. of wow yeah. i did not realize this was but alan it's a recycle i think the score is recycled i, I don't think like, it's think recycled it's... because i've heard alan silvestri do similar things in movies where I, I, it sounds I think similar basically to me. this is Sylvester phoning it in. He does a lot yeah. of when he does, <laughs> yeah. he's done like whenever he did, I think uh, Father of the Bride 2, you, you could hear Predator in there, you could hear Predator score in Judgment Night. <laughs> it just I, sounds so much like it, but in this, you definitely hear some Predator, you definitely hear some Back to the Future and scenes that are similar to those movies that might have even been on purpose, <laughs> you know, but uh, definitely. Yeah, maybe they just said like, can you make it sound like X, Y, and Z? And he's like, uh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. But it, it happens to be his X, Y, and Z. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 
What was this before he went big? No, no, was he, he was a name? name. He was he was established. I mean, by nineteen eighty, okay, I, I mean nineteen eighty eight. You know, nineteen eighty five. We have you know Back to the Future and right, right. Deal. Um, I did oh, not right, know that, so thank you for teaching me that. <laughs> I did not see who the composer was. I'm surprised so he kept his name. In. Yeah, he's a he's um, done a lot of great stuff. He did the Forrest Gump score. I mean, again, the score, the score is. The, the score is not the problem. No. <laughs> I mean, that's far that, from the problem in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the case with a lot of movies, right? I mean, you know, right. it's like you go back and you're like, wow, but you know, it, it just depends on the time the movie came out. He was just the go to guy, you know, and they yeah. didn't know what this was going to be necessarily. Uh, but yeah, normally I would go through the whole cast and crew, but in this case, it's kind of like you mentioned already, Danny, there's not a lot of people that are notable you kind of already mentioned a big one so maybe we. oh should... and i forgot oh, go ahead, with go ahead. with with christine Eversall. do you know the movie she did after mac and me what ghost dad oh wow oh we all look at ghost dad differently these days it goes up to, <laughs> it goes, her career goes way up from here from here which is a good part but i was just like you know i like being on ebert's worst of list two years in a row like yeah just give me the pills. like yeah. like just just like i i don't know how you i mean props to her for for still like pounding it out and you know making a career but yeah that's gotta be rough for sure that just that hit me in the gut when i read that <laughs> It really did. I read. I was looking through her page, and because I know, I know her from my. It, it's it's black. I know her from Black Sheep with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade, which I love just as much as Tommy Boy. It's 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 it, Black Sheep. I know is the less successful of the two, but I kind of like it because it has more of like a punk edge than Tommy Boy did. Mm -hmm. And it was a movie that my brother and his friends loved, and would quote endlessly. And she plays a really like cool villain in it and stuff. But I, when I read that ghost head, I was like, oh, that hurts. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like the rest of the cast, like you said, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to highlight. I'm not super familiar with them, um, but that's okay. We're here to talk about the scenes. I mean, the scenes right. in this movie. <laughs> oh. So um, why don't you guys mention some of your, uh, I mean, would we say favorite scenes or most, uh, most notable I, you know however you want to put that i mean there's the the elephant in the room scene the uh <laughs> the paul rudd scene as everyone calls it <laughs> yeah yeah he, which oh, isn't a yeah. surprise anymore so we really had to work hard to come up with a really great joke <laughs> for that scene because everybody knows it I, I, we're not spoiling i anything. haven't done my research is that the uh the, uh, the cliff scene or yeah okay. so for, okay. for yes. anyone that may not know who's listening this scene famously paul oh, rudd sorry yes 20 plus years anytime he every <laughs> literally every single time he was a guest on conan o'brien he would yes. talk about whatever project he's doing and they'd introduce and he'd say okay and we have a clip and here it is and every single time it was the scene of the the kid going off the cliff and Conan yeah. every time would think he was it was Charlie Brown with the football. He kept thinking this time he'll really show the clip and he never did, including the last episode. And yes. then including after the show was over when he did it on his podcast and played the audio yes. from it. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. It's the long joke. And I feel like that's the reason this is on Blu-ray. I feel like that's the reason <laughs> this gets covered so much. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like I watched it because of that. Um, and that scene is truly, truly horrifying. I mean, oh, yeah, especially, it comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. And I can tell, we, I mean, just like it, it copies ET, so we can tell they wanted this to be the flying bike moment. But what is more horrifying? But the bike flies. That's right. the difference. Yeah. The air doesn't fly, it just drops. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so jarring is like, is like, oh, they were copying ET. But what if, what if ET thought he could fly and didn't? <laughs> It's like well, th then you're describing you're describing a a, a Mel Brooks movie. It just occurred yeah. to me that we should make a T-shirt of that silhouette in front of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god. I mean, you talked about child endangerment earlier. I mean, there's just no a child could not be in more danger. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I know. Max. And it was the actual kid in the wheelchair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> No, they didn't even have a. They, I think it was a dummy. If I mean, I'm remembering the yeah, scene. it's pretty yeah. clearly 
not a person. Right, right. I mean, that is a little bit of a comfort, but it's just truly awful Mm -hmm. visual. And it's like your audience is supposed to, after that scene, still be, you know, in the same vibe, in the same tone. What's supposed to show that, oh, Mac has powers. Mac can... (laughs) Matt can do anything but stop a ki- kid from falling off a cliff. Yeah. Up until that, he's got powers. It's yeah, just, he's not exactly Lassie. I mean, I know, right? Yeah. Jack is like a little weird, like kind of horrifying little puppet. But I see him as like a, even a younger character than Eric, the main um, little boy. So maybe like five, six, seven, and he so much yeah, yeah. awful stuff happens to this alien kid. Like he gets, he's out in traffic. He's he's getting sucked into vacuums, and like there's this whole he gets electrocuted. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> like all of this in about five to ten minutes during the opening, um, when he's trying to well, escape. Made more, oh, sorry. Made more horrifying that they're trying. No, no, you're right. it made more horrifying by the fact that they're trying to make it a human cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the traffic scene, he gets he gets creamed by a car. Oh, and you think, yeah. oh my god, this is awful! And then they show him, and he's like flat, like Bugs, that... Bun- you know, like Bugs Bunny getting run over with the Google. No, yeah, you know what yes. it reminded me of is, and it's like it doesn't know what it wants to be. That scene is very um, Christopher Lloyd and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes, <laughs> the tunes. Yeah. Mac is a tune. <laughs> he's a tune. It was yeah, okay. Mac. Mac killed. Mac killed. Uh, oh, what's his name? Eddie. Actor's name. Yeah, Eddie. Mac killed Eddie's brother. <laughs> It's just, it scared me. You know, I know a yeah. lot of people say ET scary, but I, I think this, I think Mac is a bit more frightening. But I totally agree, Liz. He gives very like, almost infant vibes. Like he's a toddler, right. maybe. I don't know. It's, it's. He doesn't. Which is weird because he has a baby brother. So how much younger could he be? No, I oh, think yeah, it's I his know. older One sister. Minute. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I swear it's a baby. Everyone weigh in in the Maybe comments. Tell us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Over all these aliens. How old are, are these they aliens? At least a two child family. Yes. Are the parents young parents, older parents? <laughs> we don't know. But. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, he doesn't seem capable, is the thing. Like ET, yeah. I feel like had a handle on some of these situations, but Mac is truly. Well, ET was ageless. Like, I don't yeah, know he, he was a grown ass man. I thought, right? Grown ass man. No, he was, I always he, felt he, he, he didn't know if he was an adult or child like because he's looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! But I've heard that actually, ET is a plant. Is plant life? Oh, he's like plant based. So Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Colbert. <laughs> Actually, just. This happened. Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Colbert last week. I don't know how ET came up. They were talking. He's got some book out now about looking at the world through the perspective of the universe or whatever. And he talks. And actually, ET is a plant. And Colbert, how do you know that? Well, because he can make other plants grow. So he's a catalyst for plant life. And then he goes, "Where did you come up with that theory?" And he goes, "Steven Spielberg told me." Oh, <laughs> and he just was like. Oh, Neil. He just was like, well, thanks to Neil deGrasse Tyson for being here tonight. <laughs> I hear yeah. you have a clip. And then he shows the clip of the kid falling off. The yeah, yeah. Um, he does that every time. <laughs> so ET's it like, he sounds, makes him sound kind of like a terraformer almost. But. Yes. Oh, that's the term I was looking for. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. He's we just a big bag of pot of, of peat moss. Yeah. We should Kids. have kept him here. Like he could have fixed the situation we now find right. ourselves in. <laughs> and, yeah, and I don't think Elliot caused global warming. <laughs> what I want is a movie like a Freddy versus Jason type movie of E.T. and Mac having it out. Ooh, that'd be good. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly sure the internet is working on that. Yeah, that reminds me of that Sonic movie like E.T. versus Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or not Sonic, it was the Rescue Rangers movie. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that that would be uh that would be a time. I mean, people would tune in at the very least. <laughs> oh, I'd watch the hell out It'd of it. Be that. a short movie. He's got a better crew. <laughs> he seems to have better powers and more control right. over them. So yeah, I agree. It would be a pretty short fight. E.T. has Stan Winston. What does Mac have? <laughs> a kid who's just out of film school. I don't know who their special effects E.T. would probably just say, fuck this, I'm a pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> he starts growing a bunch of pets. Yeah. Like, oh, right. He doesn't, yeah. <laughs> E.T. is not, or uh, Mac is not a very, is not a catalyst for a lot of action. 
so not bringing up a specific scene but is it just me or does another alarming thing about mac to me is his size i feel like changes many yeah, times throughout I think the you're right. Mm, yeah uh, it, it does and i think that just has to do with the kind of poor special effects of well if, yeah. in this scene we have this little puppet and then this scene he's gonna dance on the table in this bear costume so we need somebody <laughs> in this costume to dance and and i think the whole time he's in the bear costume he's the size of a large okay. child yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> it's crazy and when he's like riding in the uh in the wheelchair as well but yeah it's like he's so there's something about these like long limbs that he has and also his parents too i think i don't know mm -hmm. it, it's hard to put your finger on right like with et he's cute but with this puppet i find him disturbing and i don't know if it's the long limbs or i, I don't know it's just it's whenever uh, mac has to actually move so when he jumps <laughs> in the water so again going back to the cliff scene when he when you see mac looking at Eric drowning. Again, kids movie. Um, <laughs> we have to keep mentioning that because of right. <laughs> um, they show the puppet, and then when he has to jump in the water, they cut to a guy in a Mac suit who's like twice as big. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what what is off putting about him to me, at least, is this. I guess this when you put together everything that he does and happens to him in the movie. He appears to be made of some type of gelatin. He's like a <laughs> like a jellyfish. Like because yes, like he, he gets sucked into a vacuum. Uh, he gets he when he like you said when Which he gets never hit explained. by the car, he spreads out over the entire windshield. And, right. and he and it's completely flattened. And he's able to stretch his limbs in the Fantastic Four kind of way to bring in the newspaper you see his arms stretch out and it's nine feet long it, it's it's gross and off-putting i may be stealing this from how did this get made but he looks like that little rubber thing from our childhood that you would squeeze and its eyes pop out yes, yes. yeah yes. yeah exactly like that but they might have said that already because it's so on the nose. makes sense i mean they do <laughs> also mac only has one facial expression <laughs> yeah it is yeah. an unfortunate. And he makes that little sound. Wide yes, which is wide-eyed Christmas morning surprise every day. Again, nostalgia goggles. I kind of think Mac is cute. I, I can't say the same thing for oh, his no, old man, but uh... right, <laughs> he is kind of cute. But he always does look like he's on, like watching a car accident. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. yeah. <laughs> and when he's given that coke, uh, <laughs> he really the puppet ness of his presentation of his personality really comes out there i mean it truly looks like it, i know it take it's hard to make a puppet look like it's doing certain things but that scene it's not that's not happening to me it <laughs> <No>. looks like <laughs> putting a straw in the mouth of a a, a doll um yeah yeah a little disturbing but liz i kind of want to hear more about your childhood perspective on mac and me like what were your some of your favorite scenes like as a kid like what what brought, you know, what did you watch? And you're like, oh, I, you know, I love this part or I connected with this part or. Oh, gosh, it was a long time ago. I think that <laughs> um, I I liked I, I, I was a fan of McDonald's when I was six or so. So I probably like that, you know, and um, I just. Uh, the, the thing about it was like I was sad at the end of E.T. Like the friends had to say goodbye and they just kind of. Uh, the, the ending of Mac and me, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but uh, the, the oh, aliens get to stay in a very um, <laughs> ridiculous manner. And I was like, oh, this is great. They get to stay together. I think that's what resonated with me. Um, just uh, like uh, maybe it appeals more to little kids that uh, E.T. is a bit heavy when you're five, I guess. It really is. Yeah. I, I think oh, you're yeah. right about that. I think when I was a kid, there were parts of E.T., you know, the part where E.T.'s at the hospital mm -hmm. and he and uh elliot share you know physically what's going on et's white as a ghost like that stuff was horrifying. oh gosh yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. looks like one of those little powdered donuts Awful. yeah and like uh <laughs> you know uh what's her name um his sister uh gertie gertie, gertie yes yeah. she's screaming i mean it, it was mm -hmm. intense so I, I can understand that you know this one ends you know they don't have to say goodbye and it's just like 
one big happy family. We meet the whole family and uh, they stay here. I remember I was listening to someone say, oh, well, don't they meet E.T.'s mom at the end? I'm like, there's no explanation like that. <laughs> you know, we no, know it doesn't need is. it. You know, we don't get to know any of that. But this movie, you do get like the little family unit. So I could imagine as a kid. Mac and me is like, oh, you know what E.T. doesn't have a family. Let's, yeah. Let's give him that. Yeah. You know? When I was little, my, my parents always said Which that was E.T.'s need. mom at the end. And I think that's just the assumption because it never is established. That really could just be like his partner, Lou, like. Come on, man. We've been looking all over for you. We were past nine planets. When we realized you were gone, what are you doing? Yeah, like the violence in Mac and me and the child endangerment is like horrifying as an adult, but it is so cartoonish that, and I was a sensitive little kid. Like I couldn't handle Sleeping Beauty. I was like, oh my God. But like Mac and me, <laughs> well, no that's problem. A super dark. So it's sort of interesting. That, that sleep, Disney Sleeping Beauty is Mac and me level horrifying. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, yeah. And you know, in a way, I don't think we like knew where the line was. Yeah, yeah. I feel like under a modern lens, uh, we're looking. Hell, Snow White was that way. Yeah, too. we look at that it. story and we go, hmm, right. Not a lot of con conversations about consent in, in that story. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. Just, just like you know, like, like think about the, oh. the first Snow White was the reason she goes into the forest is because the the queen sends the woodsman into uh to chase after her and bring back her still beating heart in a box yeah yeah and they're like oh what a wholesome movie for i'm not that i'm <laughs> judging like i think kids i think kids can handle stuff like that better than we think but it's still but it's not like this innocent time yeah that's true you know that's very around. true yeah right. yeah i think uh yeah, the child endangerment in this movie is scary, like you said, Liz, as an adult. But as a kid, I don't think you pick up on any of that. You're yeah, just kind of like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fine to, uh, but up and, to drive again, that the, car and stuff. Oh, the cliff scene, the, the family moves to California and the mom chooses a house where a, where a child in a wheelchair has access to a cliff. <laughs> and... Has I, I would say a hundred yards away from the backyard, <laughs> from from the patio to the cliff is a with cliff. like an awesome looking little gateway where any kid would go. Oh, what's yes. over there? Oh, with like the with like the 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 wedding chapel at a plantation backyard fence. Yeah, I don't know what of, the thought you know what process I mean? was there. Like, did she pull up to this house? I'm assuming do a walkthrough and was just like, you know, that's a that's a consideration, but. The they price, kind of allude the price to is it. good. <laughs> yeah, they allude to it like something like they look in the backyard, like, wow, is all that ours? And it's like, yeah, the you know, the first 25 yards. Yeah, no, the mom made Which I was like, well, you still had 25 yards to put up a friggin' fence. <laughs> didn't have a gaping door that anybody could just walk, that could just roll, literally roll through. Yeah, they must not have an HOA. Well, maybe they just hadn't gone to it yet because apparently when they first move into the house, they are building all of the furniture in the yes, side of the living right. room where they have uh, saws They're, and, and yeah. electric tools and they seem to be building so the furniture. I about that. Maybe that's why he's using the uh, Michael, his brother's using the bandsaw. Yeah. He's like, well, I better build a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like the, the, the mom is giving the kids a tour and she's like telling Erica, the, the son in a wheelchair, like, oh, it's so accessible. <laughs> yeah, right. We've got like low windows, wide doorways. <laughs> there's a cliff out there. Oh, back. by the way, there's a, there's a cliff. Yeah, there, there's a there's a gaping hill at least to a cliff. But man, all the counters are accessible. Yeah. <laughs> Just be careful out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you are my top priority and your safety. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, and there's so a there's funny. a fifty foot drop off to a shallow pool of water. But but the closets are you know. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. It's just, but it's like adults made this movie, right? <laughs> like that's what boggles my mind. Nobody thought let's 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 fill that hole with you know. Again, I think the know, focus was having dollar a... store uh, uh, caulking glue or whatever. <laughs> I still feel like the the focus was. I guess it, I guess the the scene with all that stuff out is so that later Mac can use it somehow in some oh yeah way. to like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. redecorate yeah. in some bizarre way yeah, yeah. and then like and I guess leave. the cliff is again to have some sort of bike moment but mm. yeah it's like they don't think about the logic of no, like I, I think the point of the cliff no. scene is is basically that Mac and Tilden is something that they've been fearing and uh, and 
I oh, think true, to show true. them and to right. show and us like, that oh yeah. he's in he's in exactly. da- he's in mortal danger, and but look at what Mac is doing to help him out. <laughs> right, right. Like oh Mac is yeah, it's a it's a bonding yeah. moment, <laughs> extreme one. But and they need to set up uh, the. In this movie, it's Skittles instead of Reese's Pieces. But then they suck them up in the vacuum after that happens. <laughs> after what? After oh, he saves after him. After he saves Eric, yeah. Then he's still like, I'm going to suck up this alien in a vacuum. Well, first of all, how does he know that a vacuum <laughs> is the best way? Like, the movie doesn't establish, like, how do they know that, uh, you know, he's pliable that he enough. he has no bones. That he's actually, you know, his 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 anatomy is a, is a, is a series of bladders. <laughs> Which is what I'm convinced he is. Oh, come now. We're not cinema sins. Suspend your disbelief. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm trying to explain like how he can get sucked up into a vacuum. No, he I know. He doesn't I know. have bones. <laughs> First of all, he gets the hell beaten out of him when he moves into the house. Like doors get slammed in his face. It's just and he awful. Gets crushed this and... poor child. <laughs> right. I know. Poor child alien. Yeah, who he is, is a child. Know, half right. water balloon, half human. It reminds me of when that X-Men, <laughs> in the first X-Men movie, and that senator got... Given powers yes. and he turned into kind of a jellyfish kind of thing. That's yeah. Mac. <laughs> That's Mac. Mac was created by Magneto <laughs> as a way to, to teach him about racism. One Former Senator now, Mac. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a citizen. Spoiler. Sorry. Oh yeah, he becomes a citizen. Yeah. Another. We can we can say that now. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we can say. Well, you you didn't ask about things that are memorable, and for me, that was one of the silliest moments of this as a kid. Is that this movie ends with a a citizenship test or or, a ceremony? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, it is sort of a refugee story, right? I mean, they're kind of stuck here. Um, And you know, when I first see the parents and like the dad's naked and. (laughs) Yeah, that's you know right. I mean? They're all naked. And, and yeah. she's well, the mom. Well, they're American like now, and they sack. better damn well adopt our customs. <laughs> yeah, the mom is wearing like a potato sack, and the toddler is wearing clothes, which oh. I don't know somehow. And I'm just like, this is such a disturbing image. But then when they're in the courtroom and they're wearing like quote unquote normal clothes, that is somehow mm-hmm. more disturbing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I'm like, no, we've assimilated okay, them. To- we're we're the that's the like we're the board. <laughs> They've been demacked. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't get to hold on to their culture, right? But also, just like it's, I thought they were scary when they were naked, quote unquote. But when they were clothed, it, it yeah, somehow got worse. worse. And I was yeah. like, go yeah. back to the naked thing again. A kids' movie? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a lot of, having a lot of thoughts over here about that. I don't um, know what the decision was to to. Well, it was like formal. It's like formal dress, right? Like they're going to their, <laughs> and it, yeah. to, their to their to take the oath, to take the uh, American citizenship oath. And yeah, Bob Alien. Which I've actually seen. It's like it. It literally looks like that. It's like a big building full of people doing it all right. at once. And if anyone and is wondering wearing, who you know, has not seen the movie, what they look like, you know, they they have those contests on TikTok and stuff where people are holding their cheeks full of water and trying to make each other laugh. If Gollum yeah. <laughs> was doing that contest, it'd be them. <laughs> I wonder how the, all the extras felt in that scene. Like, I'm not sure about the messaging here with you know, oh, the yeah. Good question. Awkward. Yeah, I think that, that family got kind of fast-tracked, too. Usually it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, we don't get to, we don't get to have, you know, we don't get to, we don't get to see the people versus Larry Flint moment where they go before the Supreme Court. I mean, the movie had to have a happy moment after yeah. all the horror, all this dark, yeah. <laughs> right? After a little, they literally almost get exploded. There's a scary thing in the twice. by the end of this movie that that uh, even though I didn't like the movie as a kid, like that part had me almost uh, almost crying as a kid. That I was like, oh my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm watching this right now. It was it was yeah. very upsetting. It's like waving around guns and explosions and oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, it, the ET had that moment too again, where yeah. ET sacrificed true, himself. True, true. That's true. Which I don't remember if they explained that he can telepathically link. Yeah, but the ET have the, the main character. I, I haven't seen it. In well, a long I guess time. it kind of did. Like the, yeah. the thing, like the main character, pretty much dead for a little bit, and with people crying right. over him. And yes, yes, it did. Was the answer mm-hmm. that he has a regeneration? <laughs> powers no i'm I mean that literally yeah. like that he has 
he has Wolverine's healing factor. <laughs> but not Basically. his, what was it? But not his adamant, yeah. adamantium, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, bones or whatever. Uh, wow, a lot of connections to uh, not just ET, but X Men. Yeah, yeah who would have thought? Come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stories well, about well, unacceptance and just. They, yeah. I think they, they explained it that ET can make things grow. So any organic life, I guess. He can, if he can heal it, then he can take it away. But more than anything, wow. our hearts. Godlike. Yeah, our hearts. That? That's so true. Yes. Oh, um, well, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. So the touching. story. When I look at this movie, other things that kind of pop up are like Flight of the Navigator and things like that. Yeah. So, I love that movie. Flight too. of the Navigator was fantastic. Paul, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Only Mac had Paul Reuben, Reuben's voice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might have made me love it as a kid which blew my mind as a kid because i i i was a huge peewee Same. i still am a huge peewee herman Same. fan love peewee's playhouse but i got mad as hell when they took it off the air but over such a stupid thing oh i know uh, and and so i think yeah so when like in the I didn't learn until the movie that it was Paul Rubens because he started kind of doing the peewee. Voice. I didn't think it was oh, even him. I just thought did. they I thought they basically did a part with no, peewee's voice they, and had someone else the rest of the I time. I thought they did too. I thought they did too because the only time you see him, you only see the uh, whatever the I forget the character's name, the the robot. Um, he's doing that super, you know, serious voice. Max. No, no. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, it's, it's Max. Max. Yeah. God, it's even close to Mac. Um, <laughs> no, when I when I saw the commercials in the trailer, you only see Max do the do the dark. You are the navigator. Oh, that's and true. And then later you learn, oh God, that was Paul Rubens. Well, the thing the is, time. is I didn't know the name Paul Rubens as a yeah. kid because the movies always had Billy no, Herman as himself. From. And so, oh. and so when I saw this oh, other name on here, I, I was like, oh, it's somebody else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Man, you want to talk about traumatizing scenes, though. Fly the Navigator, when, when that kid goes to his home and there's another family there. Oh, Ooh, and his... That traumatized his me brother as a child. is now, like, all grown up. Yeah, it's like, mm. oh, that felt heavy to me as a kid. That was rough, but yeah. Like you said, Danny, you know, kids can handle it. I could handle it, and I, I really like yeah, that no. movie. My dad let me watch The Twilight Zone. Oh, me kid. too. So I, I, was like prepared. I was like, I already knew the world is a dark and <laughs> scary. And what a great show, The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yes. But um, were there any other scenes that we haven't touched on yet that you guys wanted to to cover? We haven't gotten to the grocery scene oh, yet. Yeah. In our writing, we're about twenty minutes away from the end, where we are right now in terms of writing the the script for our show. Um, yeah, there's lots of great went, little scenes like. I, like the mom comes in to give the main character a sandwich and he's like here's your toe what toast yeah. on whole wheat <laughs> just yeah. random like what is this, this movie right? thinks this movie wanted to invent acronyms before <laughs> texting because mm -hmm. <laughs> it does that it right. does it with the, with the alien and blank whatever again the, the traffic scene where we meet the family for the first time um yeah it, it does that a lot oh and then there's debbie who you can't criticize a, a child actor but the direction she gets sometimes are are like she's sarcastic when she doesn't have to be yeah it's confusing yeah it's like, like she, i think she's sarcastic with eric literally after he falls off the cliff <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like perfect okay, time that direction we need a sassy little kid who tells it like it is. Little do you know the director, directing yeah. or seller. Okay, so your character is a terrible human being. You're really <laughs> loathsome. So, <laughs> yes, you think you're Native American when you're not. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Which they never really explain. They just up. Oh, that's California. Yeah, like he's introduced <laughs> like uh, like in a little toy teepee with. <laughs> yeah. It's like Glenn Beck directed this movie. And all those three Californians. Oh, there's also a, like a, a memorable uh, chase scene in a Sears. Um, oh man, yeah. yes. R.I.P. Sears. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah. Where, but 
Or she worked. The mom works at the mall. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. The mall as like, well. Yes. <laughs> and 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 Mac Mac can make thing make electric things move. So let's set you know let's they they conveniently don't set him loose in the Black and Decker aisle, <laughs> which could be which actually would have made this movie cool. Then it becomes chopping mall or whatever. <laughs> oh I mean, my god! It takes a hard right turn. A full day about chopping <laughs> mall. Right. Yes, but they go we all the, could. <laughs> they go through the toy toy aisle. So those are the weapons he has. It is so you know he makes cars go and they try to make it think, fun. And the TV, yeah, they try to make it fun. I get that. You know, I understand. Matt can't just wield the chainsaw. I get it. <laughs> and it's a yeah. It becomes a different film yes. at that point. But yes. that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, but it can make other horrifying moments like. <laughs> This movie doesn't need a chainsaw to scare children. No, there's a lot of haunting visuals. About that. <laughs> well, they, they did in order to get Mac uh, into a McDonald's without being noticed, without drawing too much attention, to skin a large <laughs> stuffed teddy bear and slip the skin of that right. bear around Mac, which yeah. is horrible to look at and behold. They write it off as like he's a big Teddy Ruxpin. Mm. Yes. Which, but, yeah, we all know that's not horrifying. Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin was already scary, but this is like <laughs> right. uh, Five Nights at Freddy's version of Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's truly unsettling to watch. And like you said earlier, the, the actors are smiling real hard, but like deep down they're afraid. Tries. I mean, <laughs> that's the vibe. Like you, can't hate, you can't hate the cast because they clearly try. Again, Christine Eversall is a great actress. Mm-hmm. Like she's trying, and she's in, you know, she's in the start of her career. They all gave it their all, is the thing. And yeah, there's a lot of all. love into yeah. the movie. What I would love so much would be to see like a Ned Wood type movie about the making of this. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. oh my gosh, I would love to see that. That would be great. Mm. <laughs> Again, I've only seen on the Blu-ray the director talk about the movie they were trying to make, and and the only thing he really could link to its lasting legacy is that Paul Rudd kept it alive. And he yes. was like, Oh, I'd love to make a Mac and me too with Paul Rudd. Oh, that would be incredible. I'd watch that. Which, you know, I could see that mm-hmm. happening kind of just as like, a, okay, I'll, I'll pay it back. Oh, I think he would love every second of it though. I, th- I think he would do it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I I've never actually heard Paul Rudd talk about this movie other than he knows that it exists. What if they did it, but they did it in sort of the styling of like that movie walk hard where it's like, oh sort of my gosh, that's yeah. like, like yes. making fun of Mac and like, yeah. the Weird Al movie yeah. that's fixing to come out. That's like a yes, yeah. fictional yes. stuff in it. Yeah, that would be entertaining. Oh, oh wow, that would be, that would be amazing. Be yeah. <laughs> as a as a making of, yeah, yeah. or as a yeah, uh, or as the or as a as a parody of the alien befriending children. I think either way would work, really. Right. I mean, it's Paul Rudd, and I feel like. I'm kind of surprised that's a trope like the Zucker brothers or Brooks that it didn't pick up on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there's actually no, there's a lot of like there's a like in the 80s there were a lot of movies where an alien befriends a kid and they go on an adventure. Yes. You know, again, Fly to the Navigator, uh what else? Um there's a bunch of like lesser known movies. What like if they that. made? Like, I mean, that's basically all Disney. Uh, did. The Last Starfighter. Or, Last Starfighter yeah. is a good one. Yeah. What if they made a movie of it that was more in the like uh, that movie Shadow of the Vampire, where it's a fictional take on the making of Nosferatu? Oh yeah, yeah. The vampire oh, Ma- is a Max- real vampire, so Max a real existing alien, and we're seeing behind the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's why they couldn't funny. make him cuter. I mean, they can only do <laughs> so yeah. just what they can like do. That. It's like, oh, we put him in this bear outfit, you know, but it just, mm-hmm. you know, it's only so much they can do. <laughs> I would, I love, see, that says something about this film though, right? That we're like, we're, we're looking for ways to save it. You don't do that with every yeah. bad movie. I mean, it's more hindsight. It's like, <laughs> if we were doing this, like, you know, could we make it? Yeah, there's I don't know if there are things I enjoy about this movie. I think the main thing to say is though, it's that the filmmakers accomplish what they wanted to make with this movie. I think the answer to that is is a clear no. I I think I I think this movie did not have the effect that they wanted, which was if they had if they could have chose the outcome of the reaction to this movie, they wanted the response that ET had already. Right. Right. Well, and it was it was more of like, hey, McDonald's wants to make a movie. 
Yeah, I want to know the backstory <laughs> of that. that. Like, did McDonald's like, approach it's literally them, Mc- or did they? I mean, they must have approached McDonald's. I don't know. Yeah, it must have been like McDonald's wants to, wants to make a movie. I may be wrong, but I think I <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere once that basically McDonald's wanted that. They they wanted a movie right. that really highly promoted them mm-hmm. and and financed it for that for that purpose. Which and they already have Coke on board as like. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, and if you watch the if you watch the founder, one of the the one of the strategies that Ray Kroc had was to bring was to actually like partner with one soda brand, so that the soda brand would pay them money to sell their product, but also like as a form of advertising, which the McDonald brothers didn't want to do. Like they like Coke used to have like their logo prominently displayed on McDonald's menus. Oh. Which the McDonald brothers didn't want because it's like, no, we're not paying. We're not. A, we're not. A, we're not a marketing firm. Like we sell food. That's what we do. And so they're already on board. So you got Coke and McDonald's funding a movie. So now you can pump whatever you know idea you have into the special but, you know, effects. You have funding. <laughs> well, no, you have a movie. You, you have a movie. You have funding from yeah, movie now yeah, no, that's true. That you, that you don't plus Skittles, um, Coke, and uh, Coke, Coke. Oh, sorry. Go oh ahead. no, there's other brands in there too. Uh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Coca-Cola did this. Tried to do something similar again. Another another Bill Cosby movie with Leonard Part Six, which is an awful. Leonard Part Six starred Bill Cosby as like trying to do a James Bond parody. That was bad. That was that, bad. Yeah, and it was, but it doesn't know how to do parody, so it thinks, okay, well, we're going to parody James Bond, so what, okay, he fights in ballerina shoes, and he rides an ostrich. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Coca-Cola actually paid money (laughs) for this movie. I didn't know that, but... He uses, I'm I'm not making, you think I'm making this up, at one point, Bill Cosby's character uses magical hot dogs as a weapon. Wow. And there's no explanation for why, why, why are hot dogs a weapon? Well, James Bond has, you know, a pen that can be a grenade. How come a hot dog can't be a grenade? Like it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't get, it doesn't get how parody works in the slightest. Well, and nobody stopped to think, like maybe this is not making sense. No, Coca Cola is <laughs> pumping more money into this. Just keep making it. I think it's the same with that, except this is a little more. This has a better movie to go off of. Yeah, and it's not trying to parody; it's trying to copy it. So at least it's yeah. competent. That's true, but it makes you wonder what could have been. Like, had this been successful, would we have an extended McDonald's universe <laughs> or Coca-Cola universe? Oh like, my god! Yeah, they wanted crazy. it to have a sequel, very obviously at the end. So that's a good question. I mean, it kind of just makes you wonder why didn't they just do a Ronald McDonald movie? Like they already have a character. Yeah, that's they true. already have that's a universe. True. They have the hamburger, there's your villain. They have a mayor. <laughs> no, really. Like yeah. like in the eighties, like it had all these it, it doesn't do this anymore, but in the eighties it was like every commercial was surrounded about a character. You know, the hamburger was always stealing hamburgers and uh, yeah, and, I used to always love those characters. It would have been Yeah. I, I think that might have been the, a more memorable movie. But what I mean, I don't know that that would have survived the test of time. I think it, that might actually might have gone the way of the the My Pet Monster movie. Yeah. No, but you're. Oh, right. where they try you're to create popular. a. Where they try to create something around a product. I mean, that's essentially what Transformers is. True. True. Or Pokemon. And or, My yeah. Little Pony. Not, yeah, lots of yeah, properties. It's not yeah. unheard of. But they were like, "No, we need to do something smarter." <laughs> and and they failed <laughs> epically. That's too funny. Well, um, I guess, you know, so this, unless you guys had more scenes you wanted to cover, I think I might ask you the last two questions I always ask my guests. I think we pretty much talked about the whole movie. I agree. We covered it. (laughs) We we even theorized, you know, alternate endings. I mean, an extended universe. We went everywhere. So, right. Um, What, uh, well, usually I ask, why have you seen this so many times? I don't know how many times. Let me rephrase this. How many times are you watching it in order to come up with your event? Like, how many times do you all typically watch a movie when you do this? Well, we used to watch them over and over again, but we have a new system, thankfully, now where we go through it very slowly. So I guess we haven't even gotten through the whole thing once. 
yeah. yeah, not during this. I've seen it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it uh, when I was a kid. I saw it when uh, Mr. Sinus Theater did it. Uh, Mr. Sinus Theater is in Austin. Uh, or now they're called Master Pancake, but um, they did a, a live riffing troupe with the Alamo at the very first Alamo Draft House back in Austin oh, in cool. the 2000s. They did this movie. And then now I've seen it. Just it, I, now I'm purposely watching it. I don't know if, if I mean, how, this is how we do it is we watch it like a minute at a time and then go back and write jokes. To sort it. of like a, a close I, reading, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we get, we get, we get jokes. For, I, I don't like, like, like we've, the way we used to do it was we just watch the movie over and over again, like Liz said, and do jokes. And now we watch it a minute at a time. And I'm purposely not watching ahead so that my jokes, it, you know, that my jokes are like in the moment, mm-hmm. which is how you really know they're funny. <laughs> you know, my, because if you get it, if they get a laugh right away, then it's like, okay, then, or if they get a laugh from the other two or in a writing session, then we know it's going to get a laugh from somebody in the audience. And I remember quite a bit of what happened in the MST3K thing because we, when that came out, mm. we, um, you know, I watched it with my wife. I couldn't wait to see it when I saw that was one of the episodes because I remembered the movie and, and, yeah, uh, and how I felt about it. So I couldn't wait to see this episode. I watched the episode. It became, if not my favorite episode, one of my favorite episodes. It's it's so incredibly <laughs> funny. And uh, But then when we introduced... Uh, my kids to mystery science theater 3000 using that episode and they love it so much that from time to time i'll just wake up and that mac and me show episode of msc3k is on they just put it on all the time <laughs> that's so, fantastic i've seen it so many times and as a family anyone that's seen the episode will understand this but as a family we're always constantly going pretty mm. nice Oh my god! <laughs> oh, to me and my husband, oh, pretty so, nice. And pretty my nice. seven-year-old, my eight-year-old, one time when uh, he was driving, I mean, sorry, my wife was driving, and uh, Oliver was was in the back, of me and he and he looked and to the cars behind him, and he said, "Well, wow, it sure looks like there are a lot of cars out there." And so my wife answered with "pretty nice," <laughs> and Oliver turned around to the front with a little smile, and he said, "I was hoping you'd say that." See, <laughs> see, it is kid friendly, and I, I love that it's, yep, yep. your family likes it in this meta way. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. more that mystery science theater yeah, is kid yeah. friendly than I think the movie. True, is. True. <laughs> That's I had with my dad. It was we discovered mystery science theater, and I was ten, and it was the Pod People. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, movie, I which thought is, about the Pod People a lot watching this one. Which is <laughs> yeah, which is pretty close to this movie. A alien that can do stupid things. <laughs> you can do friends a kid or the or the son of a the son the alien son of an alien family. Trumpy. Mm-hmm. Trumpy, yes, yeah. does really dumb things. Yeah, there's literally a scene where he goes Trumpy, and they're like, "You can do stupid things." <laughs> stupid things, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's <laughs> such a great one. one. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this movie kind of lends itself to parody, you know, whether that was intentional or not. <laughs> and and we look back on it maybe more fondly than we did, or or maybe we have a personal connection like Liz did with it. Um, that was her ET. For me, it was a waste of my time <laughs> when I was ten. And I was 10 and all I did was waste my time. I, mean, I, I enjoyed well, it to the extent that I I got a kick out of talking about it with friends. You know, we would talk about yeah. how much yeah, we like, but it, we had a lot of laughs for sure. For sure. And uh, yes, yeah, so I, I guess, you know, normally I say, how do you pitch this movie? But instead, go ahead and pitch your event. You know, where can people buy tickets and, and, and where can people see it? Um, so October 6th, Thursday, October 6th, 9.15 p.m. at the Texas Theater. Uh, we're going to do a live riff, live riff and interactive roast. Um, I don't remember if we explained this at the beginning, but so we, Liz, Albie and I riff on the movie, just like Joel and the bots would on this science theater. Uh, but there's an interactive element where we give the audience lines and we give the audience props to interact with the movie and make fun of the movie. Um, like a, like a Rocky horror screening, hence the name Maki horror picture show. It's a lot of fun, um, I can attest. So, and we give all the all the iconic moments to the audience. Yeah, and uh, uh, you can buy tickets on the Texas Theater website, and 
-hmm. we have a promo code or there's two bucks off if you use the code um nice teddy bear <laughs> All right. between that and pretty nice, <laughs> and nice, teddy bear was, nice teddy bear somehow rang better with uh barack epstein who was the one that purchased it that was a funny thing we wanted to do can i can i say what we we originally planned to do samurai cop Ooh, nice nice because i had never heard of it while well, we were the the first movie we did at the texas theater which was an amazing success and thanks to everybody that supported us uh, we did Reefer Madness, which came, which we got a restoration cut from the American Film Genre Archive, which saves movies like Reefer Madness and uh, what else? And Deathbed, like all the like movies that would be lost. And Jason Dilworth told me about, uh, from Super Cool Nerd Show, told me about Samurai Cop, which I'd never seen. And I was like, this is perfect for us. And then Barack's like, well, I can get us Mac and me. And we're all like, yeah, I'd rather watch Mac and Me. Incredible! Well, <laughs> what, what, what a great, what a great, what a great get for you. Yeah, yeah. Which we didn't even think it's it's actually an MGM movie, so like, oh, it you know it costs to screen it in a theater. You know, you have to pay rights and things. And he's like, I'll pay for Mac and Me. And we're like, like yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, we're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. great. Rather Built in audience. Than, I mean, yeah, and this is our first yeah. one yeah. that isn't public domain or, um, yeah. yeah so so we're excited. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and you guys can also find that in the show notes. I'll make sure there's a link there. Um, want to thank you three for coming on and, uh, Oh, and oh, you can ahead. follow us at mockyhorror.com where we post, uh, daily content and we're on TikTok too. Oh, now. Awesome. thanks to Albie. Albie yes. convinced us to go to TikTok. Yeah. It's not I mean... just for teenage girls. anymore. We actually no, it actually it's actually more fun than I thought it would be. So yeah, I love TikTok. I'm a, a little yeah. too into it, but <laughs> mm -hmm. um, appreciate y'all for coming on, and, and really do hope to have y'all back soon. Thanks so much for having yeah, us. Thanks. thanks for having us. See y'all there. <laughs>